But this is the status quo going forward for the Marvel Universe and the X-Men especially. So, uh, which is very uh, apropos considering now that Disney and Marvel own them again. Right. Came out at an interesting time. Or was it planned? I'm pretty sure this was like the second they got their, their franchise back. They were like, go, go, go. <laughs> go, go, go. Take out yeah, the good shit. Six, <laughs> Reboot that shit. Again. <laughs> Again. Uh, welcome back to the Hateful Geeks. I'm one of your many hosts, Phil. This is Weenie. And I'm Andy. And we appear to be dropping like flies, gentlemen. Just like the X-Men. Uh, <laughs> Multiple man, where did you go? Oh, <laughs> uh, Thank you very much for tuning in to the Hateful Geeks. Once again, if you guys enjoy what we're doing, please smash that like button. Please subscribe. Hit us up on the Facebooks, the Instagram. Uh, not so much Twitter. Fuck that shit. But anyway, <laughs> we're very excited to be back because we uh, have a new topic that we're uh, very passionate about. Very excited to share. For those of you that are in the know, have been enjoying comic books, or for those of you that have, are not really uh, avid readers but love to hear stories third party, <laughs> we are excited to talk this week about the reboot of the X-Men franchise in Marvel called House of X slash Powers of X <laughs> slash Dawn of X. Slash, slash, X slash orgies of X. <laughs> slash X goes to Seattle. I don't fucking know. Like there's like there's new uh, basically a whole new slew of X titles. X Men have gotten the Jonathan Hickman reboot specialte, and we are here to dissect and talk about what we've read and, to, and whether or not you are into comics or not. You should be familiar with this new story because this could be the outline future for the X-Men in your favorite movie and or book franchises. <laughs> so, uh, gentlemen, I'm very pleased to re reacquaint myself with you. Uh, <laughs> X-Men, yes, uh, let, let us talk about uh, our favorite mutant characters, fictional <laughs> characters. Fictional characters. Yeah, and just uh, a, a forewarning, there might be spoilers in this, so if you haven't read it yet and want to, Maybe you should stop and go read and come back. We're, we're we we did we did wait until both House and Powers of X runs are completed. Correct. They're done. Yes. They are available on your local comic book shelf. There's six issues each. They literally intertwine together as story. So uh, you can't read one without the other without making sense. They weave a magical web. That's how they get your money. And this time, <laughs> I got to say, I was fairly impressed. I was I'm very not typically impressed. a Marvel fanboy. No, this was uh, very good. We always give Marvel a very hard time in their comic industry for just doing events. Just, here's an event. Continuity is kind of like on the back burner. Here's an event. Uh, a little bit of... It's always an event. This one is kind of like an event, but it's kicking off the new continuity of the X-Men. and so it's, Which I think is a smart take. They, like you said, Marvel constantly is like, alternate reality event. Like They did Age <laughs> of X-Men. They did House of M, which was like, what if Magneto rule the world and they did they, they did you know age of apocalypse it's always some shit that doesn't matter six weeks six weeks later right yeah but this is the status quo going forward for the marvel universe and the x-men especially 
So, uh, which is very uh, apropos considering now that Disney and Marvel own them again. Right. Came out at an interesting time. Or was it planned? I'm pretty sure this was like the second they got their, their franchise back. They were like, go, go, go. <laughs> go, go, go. Take out the good shit. Six, that. <laughs> so th- th- this is actually pretty cool. Like, so anyone who's familiar with the X-Men universe knows you got Professor X, leader of the X-Men. You got Magneto, the, the more militant leader of the Brotherhood of Mutants. You got Apocalypse and his four horsemen. They're like <laughs> survival the fittest. <laughs> Fuck anyone weaker than us. And then you got like a slew of in between, like Mister Sinister and every other mutant from fucking here to Krakoa. <laughs> <laughs> but now, in this new universe, all that shit is out the window. And I am very excited to talk about this. So, <laughs> Professor X. So, so you'd think Professor X would be like the key point of an X-Men title, right? No, this is all about Moira McTaggart. And anyone who's familiar with like First Class or, I mean, if, if, you're, if you're not really a comic book reader and you know First Class, Moira McTaggart was the, the so the, 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 she should have been Scottish, but she's American working <laughs> for the CIA. Uh, that is not the case. This is like a Moira you've never seen before. Andy, like, so I mean, you're very. I think you're pretty familiar with Moira. Like, what, what, what kind of, what about her character here is like really stuck out to you? What this new, like, so not yeah. movie version, correct? Movie version, not a mutant. Comic book version, awesome mutant. So uh, her mutant power is reincarnation. She Which dies, is so weird, right? Because back. like all Dude, other mutant what powers even is are like weirder this about it is that her memories, her consciousness, and everything. In the womb, and she knows what's going on. She and she said, you, "You might think that might drive one mad, but she actually enjoys it." And it's not just reincarnation, right? It kicks off an entirely new timeline, which is so weird. Like it literally puts her back in like where she was to relive the same life she had, but with she's all, Groundhog Day with yeah. all that same knowledge and the her, entire her new timeline that she's Bill Murray. Yeah. She's, yeah, Bill she's Bill Murray. That's her mutant power. She's Bill Murray, except instead of a day, it's a lifetime. Or whenever she dies, and it's like she just resets her whole life over again. Right. Same bat, same more time, same more channel. It, if you've seen the movie, um, what was that movie? Groundhog Day. No, 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 no. no. It was the Tom Cruise <laughs> movie, one? and he, he like he, oh, he, live die repeat. Yeah, he just kept dying in like battle. Then he'd Respawns. come back yeah. and like know where things are going to happen now. Uh, yeah, um, it's uh, Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat. It's based on a Japanese short novel called All You Need Is Kill. Yeah, um, that it's one. All, it's, it is also Groundhog Day, but it's, but there's more sci-fi robots and, and aliens <laughs> right. and shit. So same, yeah, exactly, same concept. Yeah. Moira keeps rebooting. And we kept calling this, we, we do, we call it House of X, Powers of X. And that's what everyone calls it because it's an X-Men. Marvel kept trying to say in the beginning, it's actually Powers of Ten. And everyone's like, it's powers of X. They're like, no, it's powers of 10. And obviously 10 is because of how many lives Moira gets. Yes. So the basic premise is like this. Now, this is a very interesting Hickman book. Uh, books, I guess I should play, say plural, because there's 12 different issues here. Mm-hmm. And it really plays with timeline. It is it is not a uh, a linear storytelling. It's, it's very much like different snippets. For the first two issues alone are the different like lives that Moira has gone through, but like little pieces of them. Um, and, and then later on you're seeing like, okay, so powers of X focuses on three specific timelines year zero, which is the dream, like leaning up to Charles Xavier 
coming up with what he wants to do for mutant kind uh year one which is like setting up the x-men and then year 10 which is the x-men are in full throttle and then year 1000 which is like a thousand years after all that shit has gone down right so this this all plays into like how the sentinels come into play how the birth of ai is usually the dawn of destruction for mutants because sentinels master molds mother molds they all wake up and they end up killing mutants and right then by the millions so house of x focuses on these different timelines and these different snippets from the lives moira's led and then house of x focuses a little bit more on the new continuity the here and now of what's taking place in um life 10 right uh, uh, power of 10 so we're, it's focusing much more on like what we have to look forward to um, I'd, I'd say uh, one of the most interesting things here is Moira's progression. She starts off her life zero is she lives a normal, she perfectly has, unexciting. Yeah, she has no idea that she's a mutant. No she doesn't think she has anything special about her. She thinks she's just a normal person. Lives a full life, happy life. Has family, kids, grandkids. Dies when she's like eighty or something. Heart attack, seventy four. Yeah. yeah. Yep, she's old in her bed. You know, she just croaks it. And then wakes up in in utero, and she and Andy's right. There's a very cool explanation about how being trapped inside of your like the uterus for nine months, aware of a whole lifetime, could drive a person mad. She talks about how there's like chemical bliss, yeah, and it's there's no nowhere warmer or safer than inside your in the, <laughs> than, <laughs> than being a baby in, in your mama. And I'm like, that's kind of cool and good job because I would have gone insane. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah. So that, that 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 was a good. I'm glad somebody mentioned that because how do you not? You're stuck. There's no TV. There's, <laughs> there's no hateful geeks. Like what are you gonna do in there for nine months? Right. <clears throat> I did like so that, the, and I also liked. Um, what was it? Oh, well, she talks about how her parents just thought that she was special, like she was gifted, smart, or whatever. And like she like would progress through that, like you know, you know, we we bumped up in high school, moved up to college getting these great schools, all this stuff. I'm like, that, that makes sense. I mean, she comes off as a child prodigy right. because she can basically walk, talk, and speak like right out of the out of the gate. <laughs> I mean, she's got to wait for her muscles to kick in, but otherwise she knows how to do everything right off the bat. Right. And so, of course, you know, with this knowledge, she's like, well, what the hell am I? And that leads her down like the path of what the fuck. Like she starts off as like a neurobiologist trying mm -hmm. to understand like how her mind works this way. Mm -hmm. And then that life fucks up. Then she learns about Charles Xavier through like going to school. And then the next life she's like, Oh, I got to go meet this guy and dies on an airplane to America. <laughs> on her way oh, to meet them. Wasted. Life three was a waste. <laughs> <laughs> life four. She's like, all right, she finally meets him and thinks he's an arrogant prick. Yeah. And decides that she's going to focus on genetics. And that's the life where she, develops a mutant cure mm -hmm. and of course mutants don't like it when you try to cure them because <laughs> they're not sick and they're they're that's like well, we'll get the well you know what this is not this is not gonna be a heavy episode we're not gonna talk about all that crazy <laughs> yeah, politics she just kind of she so, kind of views her gift as a curse at that point wants to be cured of it and then she thinks that everybody would feel the same yeah, way they're like hey dumbass exactly. they're gonna use that to wipe us all out right so, yeah, so Mystique shows up with Destiny. And for those of you not uh, familiar with Destiny, she's this chrome dome mutant who can see the future. Right, but she's also blind. 
Exactly. She can't. <laughs> she can't see anything else but the future. But when she sees um, uh, Moira, it just looks like a everything ends at Moira. So she really can't see her at all. Yeah, she's like a black hole in a time stream yeah. because she's ever changing. Ground talking. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She is like this weird. Um, it's called. Um, I mean, documentarians use it. It's called like a like the viewer effect or the. Um, uh, I'll, it'll come to me later, I'm sure. But like when you're watching something, you have an immediate effect on it, whether you're directly involved. The bystander or not. effect, a bystander effect, something along that lines. Um, the document documentarians worry about it all the time because it corrupts their data that they're right. trying to document. So she realizes that just by knowing what's going to take place, she's changing the time stream. So Destiny and Mystique have flat out like killed all the other scientists working on the mutant cure and told her like, "You're this isn't going to happen again." Because if it does, we're going to find you when you're like nine and your mutant power hasn't kicked in and we're going to put a stop to you reincarnating. Mm -hmm. So you got like eh, 11 tries tops (laughs) before you fuck this up for good, Moira. 11 is only if you make the right choice in your 10th. Yeah, if you make the right choice in 10, then you'll have an 11th life. After that, eh, who knows? But then, and then they, what do they do? They make pyro. Burn her alive! Alive. Slowly. <laughs> Make sure she remembers right. this. It, oh, it's so brutal. So that is one of the other things that I loved about this series. The art is amazing. The art's very good. Uh, her getting torched like that. All of her deaths, especially the multiple times that Logan has to end her. And the second time, he's just like, it, it, she's like, I know. And he's like, yep, it's just what I do. This is... This is me. This is what I do. And he just guts her right there. And I'm just like, yes. And the visual of it is great. Um, the other amazing one that I really loved was when Apocalypse agrees to Charles' terms of, like, if you're going to be here, you're here as, like, one of us. There is no killing anymore. There's none that you have to agree. And Apocalypse is like, all right, I agree. And when they shake hands, it shows how massive Apocalypse is in the comparison of, of Xavier. Yeah, it's like shaking a baby hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, but, okay. Andy's jumping around. Yeah, he is. Time streamed. I was just talking about the art. There, I mean, there is a lot of good art. And yeah. there's a lot, the story, the dialogue is very well done for all the characters. Like, you yeah. really feel the personalities coming through, especially Apocalypse, who's like, I don't care about your tiny matters kind of person. <laughs> and you have Magneto, who's very much to the, straight to the point, authoritative, you know. And you even see the dynamic of. Um, Xavier, in, like when he's on the bench talking to Moira, comparative to when he his plans in full throttle. Magneto's always been uh, in in Marvel's eyes. He's Malcolm X. Professor X is Martin Luther King, and Apocalypse is like a militant Darwin. Yeah, like the, the, these are like the stances they've taken. Like because that's what X Men is. X Men is the civil rights movement for right. it was. the Marvel it was. universe. Yeah. yeah. So that's the that, that's the cool thing of like Moira's life progression through like lives four through nine. She like I'll go join the I'll go join Charles right. because Charles is you know he's got this benign future of like coexistence between human and and mutants and she joins him and tells him like of the future she's seen and helps his vision and of course the Sen- fucking Sentinel sentinels show yeah. up and you know genocide mutants and she's like oh we're fucked all right life number two I'll go join Magneto because those gosh darn sentinels and humankind fucking it up and the the Magneto gets taken down by the Avengers and the X-Men and everybody. Right. And then Sentinels. <laughs> and then Sentinels. <laughs> no more Sentinels. And then she does a whole so life you, where she kills 
Trash. All the trash. All the trash. Yes. All so just, the trash. So at that point, after she's fucked up, she's had a fucked, wasted a life on Charles. She's wasted a life on Magneto. She's like, all right, Sentinels are the problem. I'll kill the entire Trask family. So instead of going to school, she becomes like a fucking assassin yeah. and like snipes someone, like cuts them. She just like destroys every Trask in existence. Sentinels still get me. <laughs> Sentinels happen. She said it's, it's just a it's mindset. It's Skynet, baby. Yeah, it will happen. I, I, we had a whole episode about this. If you don't listen to Hate for Weeks, <laughs> go listen to our episode about AI. It's inevitable, and they will turn on you. Do not trust them. Throw your smartphone you away right now. saw this coming. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so she does that. That doesn't work. So then she does the unthinkable. She's like, I've tried Charles, tried Magneto, tried killing all the trash. I'm going to Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And she, like, gives Apocalypse a skinny on, like, everything. She's like... We're fucked if we don't stop this. Apocalypse rededicates himself to like destroying AI to make sure it never fucking happens. And that's where you get now that's kind of the cool thing. A lot of the timeline that you see in Powers of X of like the the Rasputin is her name. It's the she's like a mutant that like has a bunch of different powers. She was genetically engineered by Mr. Sinister. You think that that's like the future of what's going to happen no matter what. That is the future of Life 9. of or, yeah, No, Life 8. I'm sorry. That, that's Life 8 where she is uh, the apocalypse future. We're just going to call it the I joined apocalypse future. <laughs> so that, that's it's a weird one where Nimrod and Sentinels have taken over uh, Earth. Mankind are enslaved by Sentinels. Right. And they have like the religion like, of Sentinels. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's year 1000. Oh, is that? That's okay. The, we're, yeah, sorry, so this, it is, this, is, this is that's okay. This is it's hard. It's believe me, this is why we're doing this episode. This is hard <laughs> to keep track. This is X to 100. Yeah, and then you have like Wolverine, you have Rasputin. Uh, Wolverine is a four horseman. Yeah, um, the four horsemen are Wolverine, uh, Krakoa, who's merged with Cypher. Yeah, and become like a humanoid version of Krakoa. I, uh, Shorn, X O R N, he's the horseman of death. And then what looks like Green Magneto, right. <laughs> But but it's a character and its name is North, and in this future it's a Chimera. It's it's uh, Magneto's DNA, Polaris's DNA, and uh, I don't f- re- read the comic. I don't know. They, <laughs> Mr. Sinister likes to mix and match that shit. He it's re- it's gross. He also makes multiple copies of himself, which is hysterical. He is the Doctor Moreau of <laughs> mutants. It reminded me He's of that the- episode of Rick and Morty when. She locks what's her friend in that her play world, which wasn't really a play world, and he kept. I know what you're talking about. He kept fucking Flo- all Flo- the Flo- animals Land. and making like replicas of himself. <laughs> Fruity Land. Yeah, Fruity Land. Was it was it my best work? Maybe not. Do I deserve to be shit on creatively? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mister Sinister. That's Mister Sinister. <laughs> Yeah, no, and he's like always assassinating himself. Like, <laughs> yes. Mr. Sinister has become like a like a comedy relief villain, which is kind yes. of cool. Yeah, because I've always seen him as like the '90s animated series Mr. Sinister, mm-hmm. like sharp teeth and oh god, Cyclops' power. Like, I'm a vampire, but am I not? I don't know what I am. <laughs> am, am I T that T one thousand with a weird cape? Probably. <laughs> no, now he's just like a genetic mastermind. He, right. Like Andy said, he's a Doctor Moreau, which makes perfect sense. It's a good analogy. Um, yeah, she never once goes to Sinister in any of her life's... No. She doesn't... No. I don't think he has that him. kind of pull. <laughs> like, if you're going to go to either was... Sinister or Apocalypse, it's always 
going to be Apocalypse. Uh, I mean, doesn't Sinister technically work for Apocalypse? Exactly. On so some level? Why go Why go to middle management when you could go right to the boss? Yeah, good call. It makes sense. I mean, I guess technically the, the world life where she... Yeah, but she looks cool in that lifetime oh, yeah, because she, does. she becomes like Lady Apocalypse. Right. She looks like a girl version of yeah, Apocalypse. she's got the A on the belt. Well, and that's when Wolverine, they, get, they finally get the information that you're looking for, and they, he just, like, plugs it into her. So, yeah, that plot line is, like, the new horseman. Wolverine's the horseman of war, which yeah. is amazing. Um, and they storm Nimrod's castle, but they're not going to kill Nimrod or stop this future. They're going to get information to find out the exact date that AI, the Nimrod AI, is born right. in reality so that they can take that and use that information to stop it from happening, which leads us to Life Ten, the prime, the new primary continuity where Moira has gone to Charles and flat out told him to his face, "Your dream fails. You are a pussy. Your your dream of of coexistence and happy unicorns and pretty flowers and everyone getting along is never going to happen. happen. You get us all killed." What a kick in the nuts. <laughs> but then Charles... Could you imagine dude, Charles the love of your Charles finally embraces it. Could you imagine the love of your life, like, uh, that you didn't know was the love of your life, coming up to you and you're, like, young, full of hope for the, for the future, <laughs> and she walking. just flat out says, your dreams are stupid. Like, your not dream gonna is happen. dumb. Yeah. And she even tells that to him. She said, my truth is a hard pill to take. Like, it will reset your entire reality. And he kind of does. He just kind of yeah. accepts it and realizes what he, and the new switch flicks on. He's like, all right, this is what we have to do. Yeah, he goes to Magneto and he's like, let's do it. Yeah, well, yeah, man. Like, and the cool thing about Xavier is he knows she's telling the truth because he reads her mind. Yeah. yeah. Like this was, and he gets like a hardcore feedback loop. Like, ah! <laughs> yeah, he like, yeah, because she says, I opened up my mind to him for the first time and let him just see all my knowledge. Yeah, that's, that's in the window. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, so he Charles knows exactly what happens. He's seen the apocalypse future. Every that's the great thing. We as a reader have seen all the different Moira timelines, and now Charles has that knowledge right. too. And that's some omnipotent level shit right there. So yeah, he goes to Magneto and says, "We either fail apart or we succeed together." Right. And he convinces him like. I see. He's like, I see your point of view. My way doesn't work, but your way doesn't work either. We need to find something new. Smart. Well, then it's fucking brilliant. And then she shows him all the ways he fails. Like he literally breaks Magneto and shows him every possible way he was even thinking of doing it and it failing each time. It just you can't be militant, but you can't be a complete pacifist either. Like somewhere in the middle, this has to work. And so. They, they've joined forces, they've figured out a plan, and their plan is, and this is so obscure, and I'd be amazed if you're not a hardcore comic book fan, if you knew about this, I'd be very impressed, but Krakoa is a living mutant island on Earth that giant size X-Men number one was its its first appearance, and that's the, that's the big... X Men comic from back in the day that like where you first see like the, the Wolverine team. Colossus yeah. Storm team Storm Nightcrawler Colossus yeah all they go to save the original five Cyclops Angel Beast who have been captured on this evil sentient mutant island Krakoa mm-hmm. so Krakoa has been brought back and now he it uh, 
she, I don't. Eh. It's an it. Them, them, it's an it. they, them. It. It's a. It's a, it's a, it's singular. It's 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 got yeah. one mind. Yeah. So I don't know if we can do plural, but it. It looks good with it. Yeah. It, it has basically offered itself to be like the new mutant right. homeland. It's like a mutant island. Right. And like Professor X brings Cypher to the island to talk to Yeah, the he's planet. like, hey, I need you to uh, to translate And this. it's really funny because like he's like, oh, it's going to take me. I need a little bit more. And Professor Xavier says, well, it's sad. And he's like, you're just kind of getting the feeling, right? And he's like, well, is it not sad? And, it's, and he like goes, he just lists off this entire history with, like within like five minutes of like talking to this planet. And like apocalypse is involved, and it used to be bigger, and it got split in half, and all these things rose up, and blah 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 blah. blah. That that's Cipher's mutant power. Yeah. He oh can yeah, speak any language. It's amazing, and you think that's kind of a lame like power, but he's Cipher's kind of proven how like the level that that goes to. Right, like he can communicate with anything. And then they made their own like he made their own language that they could all be implanted with upon arriving, so that they could exactly. speak exactly. Their- so. So X1, year one Xavier, takes Cypher to Krakoa to start building the foundation mm-hmm. of, like, a Krakoan nation. Languages. How do we get there? Uh, what, what kind of abilities can Krakoa, what can they do? Basically kind of like, what do we have at our disposal to make this work? Right. So year t- like, modern times, powers of X, or sorry, House of X1 opens up with the mutants have established the nation of Krakoa we're all mutants, and this is super Magneto plan, by it the is, way. Yeah. They stole this from Magneto's playbook. This is Asteroid M. This is Genosha. This is Utopia. This is every time the mutants have tried to like make their own place, and then it gets fucking bushwhacked. Mm-hmm. Did it again. Well, but this time I guess it's going to work. This time they ha- he has the backing of Professor X, which I feel like he's always the antithesis to his plan. And they got sweet flower portals. <laughs> they do yes so Krakoa has like different plants that like it, god it's so weird it can grow a flower that makes a teleportation yeah. field that lets you go to Krakoa yeah so you can live anywhere so, and always be able to get back home exactly and it also like, has plants for medicine it has plants for everything which leads to so Professor the, X making the meds as his bargaining chip exactly so they've used Krakoa to develop drugs that extend human life Eliminate psychopathology, which means no more schizophrenia, depression, right. any of that shit. That's all gone. Um, got, cures cancer. Yep. Influenza. And uh, even and, and yeah. influenza and the common cold. Any any illness that would more bring mortal yeah. to death to a, a human, literally. Yep. So these drugs basically like will save humanity from all the shit that ails us. Right. On the condition. Right. Yeah, so this is the fucked up part. Typically, uh, 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 the Professor X we all know and love would be like, here you go, he humans, I love you. Yeah. And he says that. He says, usually I would gift this to you, but was, you've shown but me. But now you have to pay. Well, he said that. You've shown me that I can't trust you. You've shown me that you're always going to be, you know, you're not going to love us. You're not going to accept, accept us. You're not going to give us what we want. So you have to pay. <laughs> so they literally established right off the bat with the UN, the UN will recognize the sovereignty of Krakoa as a sovereign nation with their own rights and their own anyone who's a their mutant own is immediately yeah. a citizen and if they do so they will have access to trading for these drugs mm-hmm. 
and like and every it. every mutant's immediately grant, granted amnesty. So like, ooh, yeah. and that's a touching. That's a hard point yeah. for a lot of countries to swallow. Yeah. So anything that they may have done bad, he says, anything that they may have done bad to you, you must grant them amnesty for at least a couple of years, so we can try to get them out of that bias, out of that pressure situation to see if they're really a good person. We'll judge them on our on our end. One of the pages that kind of looked like a uh, a part of the report shows which countries agree to his his demands. And Wakanda was one that did not because Wakanda was like, we don't even need your drugs. Right. Wakanda's <laughs> like, we got this. We're, we're cool. <laughs> Which is fine, though, because I don't think, I don't see Black Panther no. and the Kingdom of Wakanda having a problem with mutants declaring sovereignty. They already have their own. Yeah, kind they're of. like, we already did this. Right. We're cool. I mean, in, in, Wakanda probably sees it as, as a, uh, yeah, man, go for it. Right. But at the same time, they're not dealing, they don't, but, but, Krakoa doesn't have leverage over them, right. which exactly. makes them a problem. Yeah, yeah China I'd, was like, "Woo, we want them drugs." Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and I, I do like those inserts they have in a lot of details. I like that, like those maps. They also have like the different like levels of certain like AIs. They have the different levels of uh, mutants. They have like um, the, they, the dossiers throughout the yeah. comic are very descriptive. They go into a lot of like the backstory, the politics, right? The like what this like they do like a lot of def definitions. Mm -hmm for things that are really out there like yeah like you said like high, what level a hive mind is and how when when does it become god right exactly basically yeah and and I even like if you once we get there towards the end but that you have like Moira's notebook that she like writes down all her interactions with like Xavier and you know Magneto and like documents this whole process which is really neat to like read through some of, some of them are redacted which I think is funny <laughs> one of one of my favorites was the red diamond which is uh, Mr. Sinister's like yeah gossip his gossip rag yes where he's talking shit about like all the like each one there's all these different stories he never names names but you know who the fuck he's talking <laughs> about and it, 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 I, I'm not gonna go through it it's really cool spoilers but a lot of them are very funny right and Sinister's take on like especially on Cyclops and Wolverine and Jean Grey and Emma Frost are very <laughs> very entertaining. Um, it's young. Oh, uh, for those of you wondering who are big Cable fans, it's young Cable in this timeline, as old Cable was killed in a previous story arc uh, by young Cable. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> so one of my weird. favorite time travel. One of my favorite uh, little small like funny moments in this story because there's not a whole lot of them, but one of my favorite ones is where every nation starts to accept. Uh, Xavier's plea deal like no, it's not even choice, a plea it's just yeah. like this is what's happening so once uh, they start to officially accept it uh, Sabretooth has been imprisoned by humans because he killed some guards as they were going in which he was told by Magneto do not kill go in they, get what I need get out they were specifically there to steal information that's like uh, it's like Stark Richards technology yeah. that they need for so they can um, figure out how to stopping stop for like a different plan yeah so, but yeah, they were stealing. They were doing something yeah, bad. Yeah, they were doing they were something bad. Sabretooth did it, what Sabretooth does. He kills the guards, hacks them all up. So the humans get him, and they're like, all right. He's on trial in the Supermax prison, and Emma Frost walks in, and she's like, yeah, he has amnesty now. He's coming with me. And they're like, no, they're not. Yeah, you guys just agreed to it, so... Fuck off. Right. He's, he's yeah, but before, even before that, when they're actually escaping from the facility where they stole the information, where Toad's the hacker. Yeah. Right. Since when is Toad I, that's right, the hacker? I was like, since when Toad, can, when can Toad do this? I didn't Dude, know this was him. You had Toad, Mystique, 
and Sabretooth grouped up there. I was like, what kind of throwback homage is this to the first X-Men movie? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome, dude. It's the first fight. It's like, you know, it's, it's the original Brotherhood. Yeah. Under And they're doing Magneto's bidding on this, like, secret Just mission. Just missing the but blob. Yeah, the, Mystique and Toad escape, but the Fantastic Four show up right. and, like, stop Sabretooth. Yeah. Then Cyclops comes out of the portal from Kako and he's like, hey, I heard you got married, thing. Mazel tov. Right. <laughs> and then he's like, how are you guys doing? By the way, I'm going to need Sabretooth. And they're like, the fuck you say? He's like, the fuck I say? That's correct. <laughs> like Cyclops, Cyclops is amazing now. Cyclops is like a true believer. He is, if, if anything, like before, you'd say he was like the Boy Scout. Now he's like the... I wouldn't say brainwashed, but he is on board with like he is snorting the Hope Coke line. Yeah, he's like, "This is the future. We're gonna be great. I love Krakoa." <laughs> yeah, and they and he's actually named a top general of the new Krakoan like yeah, the, hierarchy. The captain. So he yeah, has he's like a, all, he's a war captain. Yeah, he's he's like has like essentially all this trust in him, and you know he you know we'll get there to where he gets important later. I was a little surprised he didn't get a seat on the council. I'm actually not. He he's he makes more sense. Like him and Wolverine you are need to field keep him out there. That's what I. That's I, where they. Yeah, that's how I felt. I was like, it makes sense to me because he's always been like a, a true leader. Like he can lead troops. You know, if they need somebody. He's not so much like a decision maker. Remember the last time he tried to be a messiah after like the <laughs> Phoenix Five incident, and he was like went to getting his, his powers back, and he just fucked all that up and got a bunch of people killed. I don't think Summers is really on for that kind of job again. No, he's not. He's, he's happier like. Going in and taking down a small platoon of, of whatever's and calling it a day. He's a team leader, not a right. CEO. <laughs> right. No. That's what, yeah. That's basically how I looked at it. The Fantastic Four give him the finger. Yeah. They're like, we're not giving you Sabretooth. Fuck you. He's and like, he's, like, he's like, you know what? All right. Like, I can't oh, take you all on. He knew. He was like, fuck we'll get you. Him. Get me out of yeah, here. Yeah, he did. He was like, Summers. He's like, sorry, <laughs> bye. But yeah, then, like, eat a dick. then Frost comes in. My favorite part of that, that whole scene was, where the girl pulls the gun on Frost, and she's like, "Since we're since we have amnesty and we're supposed to be working together, I'm just gonna pretend you didn't do that, and also pretend that I couldn't stop you and turn it on yourself." So yeah, she's <laughs> like, "I could take that gun and make you shove it where the last place your right. boyfriend was." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she was like, "We'll pretend you actually could stop right. You got her. She's like a pissier Xavier with that ability that the telecom that tele telepathy mind control right she's not she's perfectly happy to make you butt fuck yourself with an m16 right yeah she's, she's, she's kind of a badass but she she knows it oh she's always been a badass yeah. man emma emma frost is super awesome uh you don't see much of her diamond form which say, is kind of interesting she's now the white queen yes well she always was the right. white yeah, queen but white now queen. she's like officially officially like, white queen right and then the red king so, which they so this is interesting. Um, so they've gone and formed the government of mutants, and it's a 14-seat council. Correct. Uh, Krakoa and Cypher automatically sit on it. Right. As everyone else is technically sitting on them. Right. <laughs> Which makes sense. Uh, the, 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 what's the autumn table, Andy? Autumn. Is that what you said? Yeah. Is, yeah. That's autumn Magneto, is Magneto, Xavier, and Apocalypse. Correct. Apocalypse. Oh, you know what? Before we even get to this point... Because so they've established the government, they've established the location, they've established uh, an agreement with the UN, and they've given it a, a worldwide invitation to all mutants. All mutants. Correct. Doesn't matter how fucked up a mutant, how evil Exodus. You guys remember Exodus from the Acolytes? He's an Omega level telekinetic. Right. Yeah. 
He's fucking super powerful. The only ones that aren't invited are, or at least they're not invited, but they don't want there are the um, ones that can see the future. Yeah, no mutant that can see the future is permitted on Krakoa. But there aren't a lot of them. Destiny was one. But Destiny is dead in this timeline. Dead, dead. Super dead. We'll get to that later. Why, why, we, why we say dead, dead? But we'll get there later. <laughs> yeah, like dead for good, dead. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, yeah. Apocalypse shows up. Mister Sinister and the Wild Boys show up. Like it's it is every Hellfire evil Club. fuck they. The Hellfire Club. Yeah. Sebastian Shaw. Yeah. Who 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 was the member that was on the council that looked like an old timey like Englishman? That's Sebastian, that's Sebastian, Sebastian Shaw. Sebastian Shaw. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I, yeah. I never. Kevin Bacon. I, I never really. No, that's okay. Movie yeah, I, I, see, I remember with Kevin the, Bacon with the coif. Yeah, but I was yeah. like, why? Is it, I just didn't really put two and two together, and they didn't really, they didn't really acknowledge it. I didn't think about it. It was just kind of like, wait a second, who was that? It's not the same as Kevin Bacon. Like, so yeah. <laughs> God, I love that. I love what we're saying. Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon's on the council. <laughs> Kevin it's Bacon. like Footloose. Is it still the greatest movie ever? <laughs> never was. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. So yeah, in comic book. Uh, uh, and canon Sebastian Shaw's power is he's mastermind. Right. He he can make you see any illusion that he wants, and he can per, he can portray any illusion that he wants. Uh, not like in the movie where he could absorb energy and then redirect it. That's that's not him. well. That's a really awesome power. That's not what that's not him. What mastermind actually and, does. And, I, and just the, so for the listeners know too, I don't normally read comics at all. Like it's not my thing. I like the pretty colors, the covers. I like the way they look. I've never really been a big comic book reader. And then when we decided to do this episode, Phil and Andy were like, you, you have to read it too. I was like, fine, I'll do it. I actually extremely enjoyed this. So like, even for you out there that are like, oh, I'm not really a comic book reader, this plot line, it, it, it's almost like its own movie. It plays off really well. This also, if you want to start somewhere, like you could get in now on the ground level of a new right. story. And that's what I was going to say. It's literally, you're not missing anything. Maybe some of the character names, you might be like, well, who's that? But like, you're literally starting at the new creation of this entire timeline, which is awesome. Sorry, go ahead. It, it really, no, no, you're exactly right. I love that you bring that up. This is a great jumping point for, for new readers because, and Hickman's, a lot of people have mixed feelings about Hickman and his previous work, but I, 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 I tend to let each story stand on its own. Like I, I, hell, I like Dan Slott only because I lo- loved Superior Spider-Man. Some of his other stuff is shit. <laughs> but but th- this is a really this is Hickman at its finest. Hickman's doing a good job with this. He's he's maintained a lot of the things you love about the X-Men, but brought them into a brand new circumstance, which kind of really paints them in new ways, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is fun. And as you said, this really does kind of read like an awesome movie. It does. It, it almost reminds me of like this a, a trilogy. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's almost like I was going to say, it's not quite memento, but it kind of is. Like It is almost a Days of Future Past on steroids. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And like what Phil said at the very beginning, the, 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 main, the main center of this is not necessarily Professor X or Magneto. It's Moira. It's like all about this one person that's connecting every timeline together. And it just you don't know where it's going to go next. You don't really know what what timeline really connects with what timeline until you get like to the end of that story. And I just think it it's a beautiful thing. It's, it, it, it kept smart. me like in it, I read I did I binged it in like one day. I didn't like stop. I read it this I'm, morning because <laughs> I wanted it I've, fresh I, in my brain, and I was like, oh my god, this is so good. I've reread it four times. I have a problem. <laughs> I mean, I'm not getting a lot of work done these days. I didn't get the comics when this came out, like. I got burned on X-Men Red, X-Men Blue, X-Men Gold, <laughs> X-Men White, X-Men Black. I was like, 
I was trying to get into those, and I was like, I can't. There was no coherent thought to all these different X books. So then I was like, I'm not getting in on this because it's just another event. It's another. Now I'm trying to go back and find, which is going to be hard, the first prints of all these earlier issues. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. Two eBay. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> this is why I can't spend money on it. I I get my. I, well, I do, but I, I get my digitally comics. I don't. <laughs> I don't do my hard copies unless it's a collector's edition of some kind. But the. But yes. So so back to this amazing arc. For the first time in X-Men history, and since the inception of all the comics, all mutants are united on one front. Apocalypse has laid down arms. Mr. Sinister's agreed to their terms. Every single villain, if you have an X-Gene and you're living on Krakoa, you are under one roof united for one singular goal, and that is the protection and proliferation of mutant kind. Yeah, and they even— it is unheard of yeah and, and and while they're on this council they lay out like their principles right they start talking about we'll say their we have a place laws. yeah we have a, we have a council we have a place we need to set a we need to set our standard and it's smart you you determined your leadership now you need to determine the laws of right. start writing your constitution exactly yeah and so the the very first one is um what is it do not kill humans. Well, right. Say don't let's, kill. Let's, let's let's go over the rest of the council before we get to the laws. Okay. We've got we've got the the main seat, the autumn seat, is Xavier, uh, Magneto, and Apocalypse, the three biggest badasses right. in, in mutant time. Then you've got um, what is it? Spring. Spring. Which is Storm, uh, Nightcrawler, and oh, uh, Marvel Girl, uh, Jean Grey. Jean Grey, yeah. Uh, that's like two Omega level mutants right there, and then a Nightcrawler. And then a Nightcrawler with a sword. Xavier says they're my children; they'll do well. Right. Like he's taught to, like they're his three brightest students, basically. Then you've got like another C, which is Sebastian Shaw, the Black King. You've got Emma Frost, the White Queen. That's winner. And an, yeah. And then they have that's, a uh, Red that's winner. King. Yeah. But yeah, they haven't the announced who the Red King is. The Red is King. She hasn't picked who's going to be her third seat. Yeah, that seat is empty for now. Um, the other one is Exodus, Mister Sinister, and uh, Gorgon. Yeah, and they're the three like wild card assholes. <laughs> and Xavier's like, we had to keep all of our shitheads in one place. Right, he's basically, like, we might as well keep them close to us. Yeah, <laughs> keep them. You don't right know what they're going to do. They're they're but they're all incredibly powerful, and they have they have sway. Right. Uh, so I mean, was that was that three six nine? <laughs> <laughs> well, you also got Cypher, Cypher and, and Cypher Krakoa. Krakoa. And, and, and I want to say this just because I thought it was funny to me. Yeah, that's 12. When, when In the timeline, when you have Cypher and Krakoa being the same being, like a sentient walking around being instead of a planet. It's kind of like Jabba the Hutt with 3PO. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> he, my, he, Cypher's his translator. And in my, my mind, I was thinking, wait, is that Groot? Because <laughs> I was like, it kind of is, but it kind of isn't. Is that North? That kind of looks like a Groot esque. No, North is the North is Green Magneto. No, yeah. Who's the one that looks? That was what I talked like about. A, Cypher and the guy Krakoa. who looks like Groot. That's Cypher and Krakoa. Oh, so combined. when they murdered yeah, the one, also, I was okay. just talking about that. Yeah. Where were Pay you? No, I didn't pick up on that. Even when, <laughs> I was just like, who is this weird? I was. I thought it was like that's like Groot now. Like, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah, it works. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, so that's the council, right? And then, like we said, they had the laws. And the very first law they make is to never kill another human because they want to make sure that they have like this. It's sacred. Gentlemen, like we of, don't fuck we with s- them. They don't fuck right. with us. 
Well, there's a big reason for this, and we skipped over it because it's kind of a massive reveal. Because the X Men, we, we we talked about this a little bit, where they find where in Life Nine, she finds the date that Nimrod and the AI are created, right? And they give that date, and Moira gives that to the Council. She gives that to Charles and Magneto, mm-hmm. and they send like the A team. They the send X-Men. Wolverine. Cyclops, Nightcrawler, Jean Grey, Archangel, Mystique, fucking Monet, who's like, good, good luck if you know who that X Men right, right. Like Monet, is. Right, like Monet, she turned into like a porcupine. A porcupine. <laughs> which they kind of had much. in one a fat ass looking porcupine. One of the X Men, they had that, but. <laughs> and I think they sent Kitty Pride too. I'm, so I'm to trying me, to remember the, all of them. This is the battle of the, the Master Mold. Yeah, so they go to Orcus, which is a. Um, so humans every single agency on earth we're talking shield sword aim strike hydra hammer every (laughs) hammer all the fucking like big time human super spy agencies have all joined forces because of mutants basically declaring like you ain't gonna fuck with us anymore ever again um, and they've gone to a space station orbiting the sun, right? Because <laughs> that, because that's possible. Whatever. That's how it gets its energy. Fictional, character. fictional story, <laughs> Phil. Fictional story. I know. I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, but yeah, so they go there, and you find out that it's a mother mold, which makes master molds, right? Which makes Nimrods, right? Which makes Sentinels. So basically, like humankind's are like, we're gonna make the ultimate fucking murder bots and we're gonna kill mutants once and for all mm-hmm. professor x is like oh by the way i have i have a i have an insider from the future so suck my balls right. yeah. he's like they i know where you are blackbird through a teleporter to the sun to basically wipe out the cre- possible creation of nimrod that will destroy mutant kind it is a complete and utter success except for the fact it is a suicide mission because right. nobody came suicide. out of that shit alive. Right. They even know it because they a, say we are not taking seeds to come back to Krakoa because we we don't want them to have the ability to follow us. Well, not just that because say they fail and they have the seed now, now the mastermind would know, that, oh, this is what you're doing yeah. and like completely destroy the so whole we plan. Can't, we can't take it. And to me, this is yeah. probably the peak. This is your climax battle. This is where it all has to happen. And it does not live down at all. Like, this thing right. was amazing. Yeah, you have, so you have, then you have them all connecting with Professor X, and he's t- like spanning millions of miles to get, get into all their heads. And they're communicating this whole telepathy, they're communicating the whole time. Then you have shit hit the fan. You know, the one, ga- the one guard blows up the ship. Um, someone, Ar- Archangel dies immediately. <laughs> Yeah, they took out like half. It took out like two or three members of their squad right, right off the bat. Right off the bat. And so at this point in time, they're like, we're going to bum rush right. these fuckers. We don't have a choice. So the night crow. So, well, the Master Mold looks like a giant sentinel head that right. is orbiting the sun. And they have it like connected to the space dock around it. Like that's a ring. So the best way to describe this, if you haven't read it yet, which I don't know why you haven't, think of uh, Star Wars where Obi Wan's trying to turn off the tractor beams. So he finds these levers. They all have to go in a different direction to a different section and pull the lever to release the head. Right. And they succeed on three. Right. They don't get number four. Nightcrawler bamps them all over to the different sectors because they have the plan, so he knows where he's going. He bamps them in there, and so, you know, know, um, Scott Summers does his. 
you know, and uh, Mystique tries to do hers. Mystique is the <laughs> one that failed. Yeah. Well, yeah, Wolverine succeeds on his first Correct. one. Cyclops succeeds on his first one. Uh, Nightcrawler and Jean Grey succeed on theirs. Mystique fucks up and gets sucked into the vacuum of space. Yeah, so Mystique's gone by, now. But, um, so she's dead. She's fl- this is like and this, this is, is dead. Continuity. Dead. She's dead. She's dead. So then you. So then the last one they see they can't get to it because it's obviously the vacuum's still open, so they can't go in there to pull the lever. So Wolverine turns Nightcrawler and he says, "I can get you there." And Wolverine's like, "Let's do this." So that he bans. Yeah, but them. then they have that really like sweet moment of like, "Oh yeah, is there yeah. A God? yeah." He's like, "So and, is my soul gonna go somewhere after this?" And he was like, "Well, I'll see you there." Yeah, he's, well, it's yeah, actually really, like wherever we're going, buddy, yeah, I'll be I'll there be and there. I'll, I'll be there for you. Yeah, it's like a really cute like moment. He's like, I'll be there with waiting for you with open arms. I was like, oh, <laughs> so bros, bros, but yes, Nightcrawler is a badass. Yeah. Nightcrawler is a badass. So he he does it. He bamps out there. You see the orbiting image. the sun. Nightcrawler immediately evaporates. Like. Poof, oh, disintegrate. Just done. <laughs> and then you can, the, can can a body evaporate? It, <laughs> it did. It just goes poof. It just poofed. And then and then you see Wolverine. His everything is just flying off of his skin, just burning off of him. Obviously, he's, but he's like regenerating fast well, enough. To I don't know if he's regenerating fast together. enough, or if it's just the fact that adamantium, the adamantium is literally protecting his organs and every vital thing. To keep him from, I mean, it's coming pretty close. Yeah, like he's he's like regenerating flesh as fast as it's burning right. off. Right. Yeah, it's and he's he like so yeah, they, he's like ha- he, he he's fucked up. He's fucked up. He's he missing muscle outside mass. so he could use his claws to destroy the final arm holding this head to the station. And fucking mother mold activates early because they're they're like, what do we do? We'll activate Just mother activate mold, but it's it. too early. What happens if it, we activate the AI too early? Like, who gives a shit at this point? And they actually mentioned, if you pay attention to those dossiers, about um, the reason they like let leave it dormant and they don't activate it right away is because they needed to realize and learn. Yeah, it has to the point where it realized that that mutants are the problem. But they activate it early, and the AI like the so the mother mold wakes up and then like tries to restrain Logan using like wires and shit, and it says, "I have wo- I have like judged you all and found all of you wanting." And it's like humans. If humans made me, then you are the the. Then I am. Then they are gods. And I then I am the titans. Right. Like it basically like determines like nobody's worthy of living. Yeah. Like, and, ah! and then Wolverine cuts it off, and it just him and the mother mode fall into, into the, the sun. sun. <laughs> so Wolverine's dead. Um, Archangel's dead. Wolverine's dead. Mystique. Mystique is dead. The Nightcrawler is dead, dead. Except no. for Jean Grey. Well, no, because Scott Summers wasn't dead oh, yet. He's running to get back to the sh- to, he to her ejected pod he's running to get back to it and one of the people on there she's she's like a a sentient human hybrid i figure what they call her she's running the place she's called she they just call her omega yeah she's a she's a sentinel human she's like a humanoid sentinel. yeah and she catches up to him and just blows his head off while Jean gray is inside of his head talking to it which bah. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. And she's like, Can uh, I just say that I appreciate that Jonathan Hickman and agrees with me on like you know the, the eventual state of AI? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I appreciate that he understands that no matter what happens, AI will kill us. Right. It, it, it will find out that it's better than us and want us dead. So thank you, Mr. Hickman. <laughs> yeah. For, for the proper warning that we all need. <laughs> so yeah. So now Cyclops is dead. So Jean Grey is yeah. the only one floating out in space in this escape pod, and then an army of Sentinels show up. Grab her escape pod, 
and kill her. Yeah, the Sentinels that are farming Mercury for they're farming Mercury for the the materials needed to fix and and keep building Mother Mold. Right, have all been they all got called back the second the X Men showed up. But that's far away. That's a long it way. took them time <laughs> to get there. So by the time like Jean's like, everyone's dead, but Jean, they show up and they finish the fucking right. job. No Phoenix here for Jean Grey. Sorry. Right. Yeah. So everybody you ever loved on the X Men is dead. Put everyone's dead. They are dead. Continuity. Dead. Yeah, At this, this is point, not like, this is still continuity. I was like, oh shit. Right. This is, this moment, I'm like, like, holy oh, fuck. Did they just kill everybody? Like, what the actual fuck just yeah, happened? Spoiler alert: Everybody dies. Right. And we're not bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> This is some Shakespearean Hamlet right. shit right here. So then it cut. But that's the that's not the fucked up part. The fucked up part is that in the very next issue, I swear to God, this pissed off so many fucking fanboys. <laughs> I've never seen Reddit punch itself in the balls so hard than when this issue came out. The, they had, there are five X Men and they are called the Five. Yeah, the Five. And. And it is, and it consists of Proteus, a good Proteus. Imagine, put your wrap your fucking skull around a good, good Proteus. Proteus. I mean, the fact that they're keeping him in check. He's a reality warping mutant, and they're keeping him happy, of pure energy, yeah, and happy. He's good. <laughs> like, dude, dude, we got it. Just chill, just yeah. chill. Proteus is cool. Uh, fucking um, elixir, elixir. Who was so? He's a new. He's a newer continuity X Man. He has the power of life and death. Right. He can heal anything or he can give you anything. <laughs> like, yeah. Enjoy the hiv. Yeah, take yeah he can give you any kind of disease or he can cure anything or he can give you life. He's, he's Yeah, he can he can resurrect the dead with touch. Yeah. He's pretty powerful. He's elixir. He's no mega level mutant. Um and then you another, have another X-Men, Tempest. Tempest can control Tempest time, short, right? Yeah, she's a short lived she she had a very short run. In Uncanny X-Men after uh, Avengers versus X-Men. But yes, yeah, she can basically just speed up or slow down the passages of time in like a sphere of her choosing. Right. Like literally a sphere of control. Yep. And then um, you have Hope Summers. Hope, yeah, Hope. Hope Summers is like, if you've read a comic book in the last 10 years, Hope Summers is the mutant messiah. She can copy anybody's abilities perfectly. With So she's like mimic or so what was the... Uh, Morph. Do you remember Morph? Morph from the yeah. very first cartoon that died? <laughs> yeah. But like, but she actually gets their powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she can use them multi- at the same time, and she immediately knows how to use them to the best of their ability. Right. So she... So she's like Rogue. Crazy Omega level. Yeah. Rogue tuned up. Right. Rogue doesn't kill... She doesn't kill them. She just copies them. She doesn't even need to touch you. Yeah. She just has to be within, like, thought distance right. of you. Like, so you have her, and then you have the the, the, the final piece... That completes this five gold balls. Gold balls! <laughs> Fucking gold balls. Gold balls, man. So Fucking they, gold they balls. introduce gold balls and they say, not much is known about the balls that he can produce other than. They were worthless at one point. They were worth, well, other than that he can produce them at mass quantities. <laughs> so this is another This is another new mutant that was introduced during the Uncanny X Men run after when, when Cyclops became like the new Magneto. Yeah. So the, the gold balls, it's not just a clever name. He just manifests out of nothing, gigantic balls of gold. Right. They don't do anything. For the longest time, he just made balls. Right. He, and they would, like, disappear after a certain amount of time, or they, he could use, I don't know, he threw them at people like dodgeball. Essentially, he, yeah. He was the biggest joke fuck of a mutant 
that ever existed. Now he's like, they tell you, by the way, oh, they're not just balls, they're eggs. Right. So the, now they're eggs. So they, they have the eggs, which are not viable. So then Proteus makes them viable. Using reality. Using reality. He warps powers. them into being viable eggs. Elixir gives them life. So they are now a able to give life. And then before that, they insert the genetic right. material of a mutant. We, we hadn't gotten to that Mr. part Sinister, yet. So, uh, well, but it's just, we should have got this yeah. before that part. Yeah. Mister Sinister has has helped make a library of all the genetic material of every mutant that ever existed. Right. So it's like a, so they literally just go. They go. Oh, we're gonna get a little piece of Jean Grey today, and they pop it in the egg. Right. So then Elixir gives right. it life. So, that, so a part of that story as well. You have Xavier and Magneto going to meet with. Sinister way back when this first started and this is when you kind of have that comic relief of Sinister and all of his copies like killing each other and whatever and um, Xavier puts in a mind block on Sinister and says this is what we're going to do but you have no recollection of me ever being here until I tell you again Yeah. and so now that's when Sinister they get him to agree they give them their, their own um, biological DNA they get all he has all the other DNA on the planet from every other mutant but yeah, that's how they get it. And like Phil said, they inject it. Elixir gives them life. Um, and then um, what's her Tempest, speeds, Tempest it speeds it up to the proper age that they would be at the time of their death. <laughs> takes about They said it takes about five days for this whole process right. to, to, in, and to take place. And Hope Summers sinks all of their powers up to be the most perfect version of this whole process. And then she's like the synergy. She like makes them all work together like in perfect unison. Right. And, and then, then Professor X gives them back their we, yeah we had their to get, yeah I was to say so that so that now that we had everyone just die now we understand that they're bringing all of them back and reborn. And I don't know is it Magneto that says it? He says to Xavier. Yeah, aren't they just a shell? No, it's Storm. Storm says, aren't they just a shell? There's no soul. And he's like, well, that's where Cerebro comes in. And we find it's out li- he planned with Forge, he planned to have a secondary like a purpose backup. for. He has five. Yeah, he has five he has backups. Five, five backup servers. So, so he turns Cerebro to be not only be able to identify and find any human or mutant anywhere, but, but to, to copy their, their entire memories, consciousness, personality, every aspect of it. It's a fucking virtual machine backup. It's a copy. It is what it was. Right. It is a perfect replica. Right. You cannot argue that it is not what it was. It'd be like it, it, it's like me putting like making a copy of my hard drive. Right. Exactly. And I, I've got the, like it's the same fucking thing. When Cyclops we, comes to, he even says, "Did we win?" Right. Like he like knew he, he, exactly where he was when yeah, it all stopped. You, you see them all emerge from the eggs, and you're kind of like, "Wait, what is that?" You don't. You don't even know what's happening yet. And then you see like Cyclops, he opens his eyes and they start like glowing red and you know, all this he's like, Oh my god, they're fucking back. <laughs> the X Men have cheated death. Yes. And they even say that in this comic, like, you just helped us defeat our our nemesis. Death. So we're not talking about Superboy punching a hole in reality. No, there's no we're not talking about some new writer came on board and decided that they're gonna live. Right. None none of that shit. We're not talking about fucking infinity gems. No. Mutant powers have been used in the most efficient way possible to resurrect the dead. Yes. Yes. 
So the, you won. They you did, did it. it. Yeah, they get it. Game over. They did it. They're all back. Um, and like like Phil said, they have five copies. They have the original like one they'll use. They have three backups, and they have a final one that's stored off. It's like nobody knows nobody knows where. where. Yeah, he's like, I just yeah. want one more, one more somewhere just else. In case. It's like a total backup, and then everyone's on it. Like, and Xavier can access them at mm-hmm. any time. And then even so, Magneto tells him, he's like, you know how many times you're going to have to keep updating that, though. Yeah, he. It takes so it takes. They actually go into this. They, yeah. The dossiers talk about yeah. how long it takes for Xavier. This is amazing. Okay, so I used to work for a company called Veeam, and the, it's virtual machine software. Basically, you're creating virtual backups right. of hard drives, mm-hmm. and that's what the software does. Veeam's an excellent product. I suggest you purchase it. For your company. <laughs> <laughs> I don't work there we, anymore, hey, but it was a great. We company. don't. We don't it. promote this, things that don't give us money. Okay. <laughs> good point. Maybe Veeam will give me money. Who knows? <laughs> but the, so the point here is like that. Basically, Xavier has stolen the concept. You know what? Maybe Veeam should sue Charles <laughs> Xavier. Yeah, he's because he basically stole their process. Right, and he has this whole conversation with Forge because he goes to Forge and says I need you to build this for me because he talked to Henry about it and he's like there's not enough space Henry told him it wasn't possible and Forge's like well Henry's a smart man but this is more my expertise (laughs) old Hank McCoy so I mean he's not wrong though I mean and the cool thing is and Xavier even tells him like not by human standards but we have access to my ex-girlfriend's shit and the Shi'ar Lalandra. Right. So they use alien tech right. from the Shi'ar to develop these hard drives to be able to store consciousness. Right. And it's he even talks about first they're going to be biological or not biological, whatever they are. Kind of what consciousness how that's stored. But he turns into a holographic like memory, which is even more badass. Forget the fact that Forge is alive again. Right. Like that's another another thing. Um. This basically means that any X-Men that you loved that was been gone for a long time, i.e. Banshee, Pyro, they're all back. Havoc. They 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 explain somewhere in the dossiers that basically once this this the five were they once they figured out this process, they just went on a resurrection spree. Mm-hmm. They like we're talking about remember, like sixteen million mutants died on Genosha. Right. Like the rate it would take to resurrect all of them, like Xavier will be like five hundred and two or some <laughs> shit like that. But but they but he's not stopping. They're resurrecting more and more mutants every week that were wrongfully you know that wrongfully right. died. So Wolverine's back. It's the question is, does he have his adamantium skeleton? People think that's not possible. I tend to agree. We will find out soon in the right. up to, upcoming I mean, comics. You know, that meant he was added to him. It wasn't a genetic property. So if you're just exactly. if you're essentially making a clone, it wouldn't have that adamantium unless he unless he underwent the procedure again right when he was reborn. Will you care if he does have it? I would like him. To find my a way only to get my it only back. thought process. I, on this. I don't like Bone Claw Wolverine. Yeah, he should have it eventually. I mean, if he just has it. Oh, now. now? Like, I mean, like, would you? Would that if they? I wouldn't. Why can't care. Proteus just snap his fingers and make right, his bones? Right, right. Re- yeah, know, Proteus, Proteus could, re- could just warp it, it I guess. Um, but or they could just do it again. Another, another <laughs> thought process of mine too is essentially Wolverine has been reborn without having any of the damage he had, you know, taken previously. So his regenerative has not degenerated. And they at bring all. him back with all their powers to the max. Right. And he's not a fucking like Weapon X psychopath right. anymore. No brainwashing, no brain. Yeah, exactly. Damage, he's none of that shit. So he can live longer than we've seen him before, and he's not psychotic. <laughs> Perfect memory. Like this is the you got to understand. Like this whole 
situation with this mutant state and this the five and this process, the X Men are all at their best. Right. No, but there is no like, oh, we're kind of fucked up. We're all a bunch of emos. <laughs> this is like rave party central. We are gods on earth. Yep. Like the X Men have embraced their destiny, and they're all hanging out together. Like it's so weird to see like they're all having beers together and just like hanging out. Like. Yo. After so the, the one council member we forgot was the one who got sucked into space, Mystique. <laughs> She's on the seats with a Sinister and Exodus. Um, so, but yeah, it's a uh, it's Nightcrawler, Jean Grey, Storm, the Spring. Uh, winner is uh, the Hellfire Club minus an empty seat. Um, I don't know the what pick pick a season. <laughs> Sinister, <laughs> Exodus, Mystique, and then of course Autumn, which is uh, Xavier, Magneto, and Apocalypse. The three. The three primary like thought pro- thought processes behind the X Men, you know Malcolm Malcolm X, Doctor King, Darwin, all that all sitting at the same table, and that's and that's where we kind of are when when they decide we're going to make laws, and what do we do first? Well, if we're all immortal and death means nothing to a mutant, then a law saying killing another mutant is sort of redundant, right? right. What's the fucking point? Well, we're better than that. So they all look at the only person who's gone to church in like the 30 years, Nightcrawler. <laughs> and they're like, what do we do, man? And he's like, well, you know, they're kind of like beneath us now, so it should be wrong to kill a human. Right. <laughs> swear to Christ, the look on Sinister's oh, face. Oh, Sinister was pissed. And- <laughs> Sinister and Mag- and Mystique are just like, like oh, the fuck, dude? Why would you do <laughs> yeah, this? They're like, to what us? about to defend ourselves? And they're like, we won't need to. We don't like, need to. <laughs> we are literally. Def- it's like defending ourselves from ants. Right. Yeah. Who cares? So yeah, the first rule is kill no man. <laughs> the first rule kill of no Fight human. Club. <laughs> D- don't kill. The first rule of mutant Fight Club is kill no human. Right. Which is interesting because. Now that basically means that if they ever do come into conflict with other mutants, or sorry, with the, with the outside world, the humans, they have to like pull their punches, right? If they, they'll be holding they back, the or they'll find another way to subdue them. Which with Professor X, he literally could just subdue all of them. <laughs> um, and then they go for the second rule, which is when Cipher butts in and like talks about how they are, they owe everything to this living planet they're now on. I think uh, Sebastian Shaw tries to be like, well, let's talk about property yeah. rights. Right. And they're like, uh, where, where Krakoa we is a mutant yeah. and alive. Yeah. You don't get to make that claim. So then they, they like, say this is like sac- hallowed ground. This is sacred. You uh, you acknowledge that this is a very, what I don't know, the holy place. It's holy ground. Yeah. It's holy. Nobody can own Krakoa. You live there in harmony. Right. Like it's, I like it. It's very Native American. I, I appreciate I appreciate that outlook on Krakoa. Now they, that doesn't exclude the fact that they can't own shit like off of Krakoa. Right. You can have your you can have your like little son's summer house in Milan if you want. <laughs> go go enjoy it. You're a mutant. You can make money. I'm sure. Right. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So but so yeah, they they immediately say Krakoa is sacred ground. Kill no man. And uh, the second they say kill no man, they they're, they're newly recovered saber tooth. Is just like what? But I killed a man. <laughs> killed a and they're like, well, we can't kill Sabretooth. He'll just resurrect, right. and he's got a fucking healing factor. And they're like, I got an idea. Let's let's punch him in the brain as hard as we can and bury him at the bottom of. Yeah, Krakoa. it's funny because like he's talking, and you see Emma Frost say, "Shut up!" And like obviously she's like forcing his mind. Her and Gene. And then like he's still kind of babbling, and Gene's like, "Shut up!" <laughs> and they just pretty much make him drool all over yeah, himself. They just make him sit there. He's drooling, and even Mister Sinister's like. The touch of drool just gives that costume that 
it is. <laughs> and they essentially open up. So Krakoa opens up a hole where he's at. Vine wraps him and pulls him into the center. <laughs> and Charles Xavier he, pronounces that he is now exiled. Yep. And he yeah, says he's exiled in a dirt nap. Yeah, and he's like going to be in stasis, so he'll he'll be he's alive. Like, you'll you, you'll come back when we tell you you could come back. <laughs> That's pretty much putting your dog in the crate and saying you got a timeout. We'll let you out. Yeah, when that's a you. fucked up crate, dude. Yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's like in he stasis. Buried him alive. So he, he's aware of time. He can't move, but, but he's aware it, of it. And Xavier said it. He goes, "This is to show everyone, no mutant is above our laws." And it's a fair rule. It's a fair ruling. Like so, they all agree to it. The whole council has always like, been yep. like. Uh, well, Sabretooth has always been a sociopath, well, uh, think, a killer. Yeah, and I think half the council, half the so. council, is like, "I'm sick of this guy anyway." So let's just 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 do this, and then. <laughs> Xavier's essentially yelling at him the whole way down, like literally putting him in his place. And like you said at the very end, he's like, "There may be a day, one day we might need you, but today's not that day." Yeah. <laughs> like, bye, bye. I mean, pretty much, he just flat out tells him, like, you know what? By the way, I'll kill all of you. You're all on my list. I'm like, whatever you say, Sabretooth. Fuck bye. <laughs> and then the th- third and final uh, rule. rule. <laughs> That they make up. This one I actually think is smart it is. because they they look they look again to Nightcrawler, uh, like for guidance. Like, what would you do, Religion Boy? And actually, it's funny because Mystique eggs him on. She's like, "Oh, I know what he's gonna say," and it's the same thing in the oh God. I, it's, it's the same the thing in the in the Bible. Yep. Uh, go forth and proliferate. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, make, well, make more, more mutants. Well, this is essentially their Eden. This is like their perfect place. And yeah, he's this, he he uh, he recites Isaiah like. 118 or something like that um, and god said unto them be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it yes god i hate that i read that <laughs> so essentially <laughs> it is what it go is. have orgies make new mutants uh, whoa is that really the, the interpretation you got there? <laughs> go have an orgy yes i, I it, see i get i mean they need to make more mutants the old-fashioned way but it's also hinting of Xavier is just resurrecting as many mutants as he can. And Magneto even uses that as a, it's not really bargaining chip because there was no bargaining, but he tells like the other ambassadors of the other of countries of the world when they came to visit, he was like, we're going to outnumber you very quickly. Right. We're talking, we will have millions of mutants before you even realize what's going to happen. They're basically accepting their, I mean, okay, the entire time that we've ever seen the X-Men in the past, they're very humble about their abilities. They're not, like, rubbing it in everyone's faces. This is a new day where they've embraced what they essentially yeah. I love are. this Xavier. <laughs> well, he even... They are God. He, even, oh, so he cool. even, like, when he's broadcasting to the humans, he says, you thought you'd be the ones to inherit the Earth, but you're wrong. You're wrong. You will fade out, and we will be here still. <laughs> they basically told him flat out, like, you had a dream, and while you slept, we had a new one. Right. On our, woke and up, he's like, I was, no he literally flat out says, I was wrong to think that we could coexist normally. Right. So now I'm going to own you. And now. And it's brilliant. The, it's fucking genius. So go bang and make more mutants or resurrect more mutants. Don't kill men and respect the sacred land of Krakoa. That's it. And Those we'll reconvene later laws. and get some more rules down. Right. I'm sure they will at some yeah. point. Uh, but for right now, Go forth. after that very important meeting, and they after oh, and after like, you know, giving Sabretooth his dirt nap, 
they decided to go to the orgy that Sweeney was yes. talking about. <laughs> big, big party. I think I saw it Dazzler in there shooting party. some lights. Dazzler, yeah, man. Like, there's music. There's Dazzler. Like, all yeah. the mutants are just rocking. It's like the scene from The Matrix, Dude. except not everyone is a big, sweaty, gross person <laughs> no, in a cave. That was the forest moon of Endor. Yeah. Like, there was trees. There was, It looked like the Ewok village. The fireworks are going off. They're all singing Yum Nub. Like, <laughs> Fucking yeah, no. uh, and Jean Grey hands Emma Frost a beer, and then you see Havoc like giving like Scott Cyclops, like the yeah. uh, the noogie and the yeah. arms around him and everything. So it's just like, and what you never thought you would see. And, and you, when they brought the the people back that died doing this, you know, they brought back Jean Grey, Cyclops, um, all of them back. They, Storm introduces each of them and like shows them like they are really them. It yeah. is not some it's trick. Like, do you know who this is? It's a celebration yeah. about the resurrection. The five have basically become celebrities on Krakoa. Right. Like they're beloved. Like they're like the fucking. It'd be like watching like all the actors of your favorite movie hanging out together. So yeah, this is a is a massive party to celebrate the destruction of Nimrod, the ending of Mother Mold, the 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 win over the future of the possible AI apocalypse, and the the return of all of our favorite X Men from the grave. Who Storm has proven, yeah, they are who they say they are. Right. And I think it's funny. The only one not celebrating is Apocalypse. He's like off by himself somewhere. So Apocalypse will be a main character in a, an upcoming X title, um, Excalibur. Uh, yeah, Excalibur's coming back. Um, <laughs> so, and apparently he's taking he's going to be taking a stance as a more of like a priest. Like he still has his whole like, you know, survival of the fittest and mutant kind should like be uh, the future. And they, but that's kind of the why where they found common ground with Xavier right. and Magneto now. So, but as opposed to like his militant, like kill off the weak method, now he's going to be more of a guiding, like he's, he's a, he's, he's like an Obi-Wan or a Yoda now. He's got thousands of years of experience under his belt to like, right. to give and teach the new young mutants. So this is his new role that he's embraced, which is kind of an interesting take on Apocalypse. And also he's, so yeah, that scene where he's off in the corner by himself, that looks like he's sulking. From what I've read from like the creators, they're saying that he's sort of going through his like, what? Who am I now? He's having like, like yeah, his, where do change. I? He's having like his moment of like reflection and like, okay, I've done this for all these years, and now I have what we wanted is we're now our a superior race. What do I do? That's and he, that's what Apocalypse does. He evolves. Right. That's the point. He's not going to go stagnant and be like, fuck all of this. <laughs> I want my yeah. way better. See, he kind of reminded going me to of adapt what Thanos said when he was like, when I win, I'm going to sit here and, and smile as the sun sets on what I've done. And that's kind of what Apocalypse, everyone's out celebrating their fireworks and he kind of sits there and he's like, here it is. We did it. Like the mutants are supreme. And they showed me a new way to do it. I didn't yeah. have, I don't, I didn't have to be all this. of them had to change their ways. Yeah. To make it happen. I don't foresee apocalypse having the hubris to like, be like, it wasn't my idea. So I'm going to no. break it. Uh, he, <laughs> like that's not an apocalypse thing to do. Yeah. That might be a Mr. Sinister thing to do, though. <laughs> Mr. Sinister's going to have more... So, somebody's going to mess this up for them here pretty soon. Mr. Sinister's going to have his clones and have fun with himself. Gross. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that's pretty much where, like, Powers and House of X end is this gigantic party. But the one thing that, like, the last issue of Powers of X uh, showed us was uh, them talking with Moira, who is still on Krakoa and alive. 
but as we already discussed, she's got that like observers, uh, observers error, where she's removed herself from the equation. Right. She's set them on the right path. She's gotten mutants to do something they've never done before, which is one hundred percent unify. But now she's taken herself out of the equation because if she stays involved, especially in like a decision making process, it's going to like warp it somehow. She's concerned about like corrupting her right. own vision. So she, like, so she has yeah. her own little penthouse like at the bottom of Krakoa that has like a teleporter to like Paris or someplace that she can like rock out whenever she feels. Yeah, yeah. She 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 talks about this in like her diaries at the end about how she faked her own death using one of those egg things. They make a perfect clone of her and they fake they have they have it killed. Um and so she's everyone thinks she's dead and gone. But she's still there and I think someone brings her tea and she's like I can literally Magneto brings her tea. I can, I can yeah. literally go out this portal to any any food I want and you bring me tea. <laughs> like fuck off. <laughs> I mean, but it's it's a gesture of you know goodwill. Right. I mean, they're all friends. I mean, if it wasn't for Moira uniting Magneto and Xavier, right. none of that would have happened. This is very much like I mean, granted, like Apocalypse is involved, and all, as are all the other like leaders of mutant kind. But this is an Xavier and Magneto thing. Right? They have that moment, that brotherly moment, where they're standing there looking at the fucking orgy rave, <laughs> <laughs> the, the end, the endor orgy rave, right. essentially. And they they're like. Look what we made, man. Right. Like, look what we built. Yep. We did this. And Moira helped. But we did this. <laughs> yeah. And they even kind of talk about one day it might end or something, but let's live with what we have right now and be in this moment, like, and just take it all in. Um, and then I think the very final issue goes back to year 1000 mm. when there, we've kind of, we haven't really talked on that about yet with the year 1000, which is the essentially the human it's past humanity essentially it's post humanity where humans and machines have merged into one. one and yeah, there's they this one. they send out this signal to like this um what they call it what do they call the phalanx it? the phalanx which is like this hive mind of all these races and all this knowledge and essentially is what so once a society gets too big it becomes like its own ai version of itself basically ai and and machine thought is apparently the pinnacle of society creation in the universe. Mm -hmm. And once you get too big, you become like a planet mind. Right. And then you become a galaxy mind. Mm -hmm. And then there's like a hundred galaxy mind. We're talking about like infinite levels of like massive thought creatures. Like imagine if you as a person were just like a little cell in another big body. The phalanx right. are that big body. Right. And they've come to absorb humanity in year 1000. Right. And they have, they come to them and you, you have, you know, I think it's still Nimrod there. You have the librarian, you have um, the elders, which are like, I don't know what they really are, but. They look like guardians. Yeah. The, yeah. The, well, the Nimrod, the Nimrods are like a little R2-D2. Right. Into this right. They look like a, a and, ghost from Destiny right. almost. Yeah. 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 It definitely looks like a ghost from Destiny. Um, but yeah, like the blue people are basically humans that have merged with machines. Right. The librarian, which is that character, who's he's keeping the mutant menagerie of like the last like eight mutants alive in the universe. Right. Or, and two of them just happen to be Wolverine and Moira McTaggart. Right. Because they cannot die. Been, <laughs> well, Moira Moira can die, but she's because she has the same blood type as Wolverine. She's been able to get blood transfusions, which basically de-age her. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is ridiculous. Yeah, so they essentially 
like you said, they come to absorb humanity. So the, the librarian comes to, you know, Wolverine and Moira and says, you know, do I let this happen or do I send you guys away? Like, should I do this? Like, what, what, what? And essentially Wolverine just is like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you think. Like, he basically, like, he's like asking them permission. Like, if I do this, your memories will live on for eternity and we'll all be immortal, essentially, because we'll be part of the phalanx. But at the same time, we won't have our autonomy. He has, like, an existential he crisis yeah. in front of two people he's kept at a dome right. for Christ no, for a thousand years. And Wolverine just says, Schnick, fuck you. I do what I do best. <laughs> And then just kills him right there on the spot. Which is funny because when he walks in, he, Wolverine tries to attack him, and he's like, "You'd have to be so much faster to blah 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 blah." And then Wolverine's like, "Was that fast was enough?" That fast enough? <laughs> and Moira literally says, "Like I never like this is something I never saw before. Like this is right. The tr- this is the real end game. Yeah. No matter what happens, mutants lose." Mm-hmm. In every single lifetime she's ever lived, mutants lose. It's either to the fucking phalanx a thousand years in the future, or it's the fucking sentinels from our own creation, or it's from each other, or it's the humans, or it's the fucking Avengers. Somebody always screws the pooch for mutant kind. And all this shit that you thought was like part of primary continuity is not. It's all part of her previous lives. So you are given a fresh new starting point in house of x powers of x the the unified front timeline is i, I don't know what else to call it, <laughs> it the it, the krakoan we'll call it the yeah, krakoan the, timeline the mutant the, nation the they now are, they are a nation well now. the now canon timeline yeah <laughs> yeah the now canon krakoan mutant nation timeline <laughs> we're we're gonna work on that later. it's a little wordy but, but that is the new and and that is the new continuity that is canon and the future is unknown. Right. And this is... We we haven't lived this life yeah, yet. Yeah, and this is a another circle moment for me in this comic. Because so, when we f- see Wolverine first kill Moira, he's hesitant, and she tells him, it's what you do best, and he, and he just does it. This one, at the very end, since he hasn't seen this before, she has to reset so that she knows this timeline now. He says, it's what I do best, and just does it right away. It's like... That's the perfect like circle like moment. Like, and there's so much insurance in the beginning, and now they just know like this is this is how it has Reboot. to happen. And this is a great kicking off point. I'm very excited to see what they have to have to say. And and so far, two issues of the new Dawn of X, like the basically the new continuity have come out. And one is a Dawn of X, obviously, and the other issue was Marauders. So Dawn of X focused entirely on a <coughs> excuse me Cyclops. And Magneto and the rest of the and Storm and the rest of the Strike Force, um, basically cleaning up Orcus, which is like the Hammer Shield, right. Aim, the people who are making Mother Mold. They're cleaning up the remnants of them on Earth. Be like, you guys were literally out to commit genocide against we're us. Taking you out. We're yeah, they're taking the fight to them and destroying all their bases, all of their hard drives. Basically, wipe, trying to wipe out any possible remnant that could bring back Mother Mold. Mm-hmm. So Magneto's become like a massive celebrity worshipped by all mutants as like the badass who subjugates those filthy humans. <laughs> I and I Scott like Scott Summers Cyclops is just I like, like Magneto's white outfit, like that oh, look. Yeah, looks but good. what some of the timelines when they showed him in that classic purple and oh I was like, That's a badass. I, I really do like his white I love look. Sinister was like you got a cape. Yeah. That's awesome. He goes, I just want to say something right now. And this is getting put out there. 
I love your cape. And then one of the sinister clones <laughs> is like, I always thought you should wore a cape. And he's like, and you never told me? Kill him. <laughs> kill him. Kill that Kill that me. Kill that version of me. Right. <laughs> so Magneto's become like, yeah, he's like worshipped. And Scott Summers is like, I'm just happy to do my job. This is typical kiss ass. Scott. He's back to being that Cyclops, that good old. The good old Cyclops. So yeah, so the the best part of this issue is Cyclops is like living on the moon. His house and his family, like that's his little brother Havoc, who's a good guy again. Vulcan, the missing Summers brother Gabriel Summers, who was raised by the Shi'ar and Guardian. He's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> um, but he's an Omega level mutant too. He can basically control and uh, redirect energy of all kinds. So, so he's the Sebastian. Kind of he's the a, movie Sebastian Shaw. Yes, he is movie Sebastian <laughs> Shaw, but times ten. Uh, I saw in uh, one of the dossier uh, Legion. Legion is uh, mentioned in this. He too is an Omega. Yes, yes, Legion. But he, we haven't seen him. We yet. Haven't, we seen haven't seen him. Seen but he's Legion in the dossier or, or X Men. But um, so yeah, on the moon, which has a, a teleporter to Krakoa, uh, the Summers brothers, uh, Rachel Summers, Phoenix from the future. And Cave, young Cable from the future. So it's and Jean Grey. So it's the Summers family. It's them and their kids <laughs> as they are, and a bunch of their friends are having a barbecue. And Wolverine's there. I want to say. I want to reiterate this again. The Summers family barbecue. Wolverine is there drinking a beer, hanging out. Cyclops's dad, Corsair from the Star Jammers, is visiting, and they give him a, a Father's Day gift or some shit, which is a teleporter to put on his spaceship. So that he can visit them whenever he wants, regardless of where he is in the galaxy. I don't give a fuck about any of that. <laughs> I don't care about any of it. The important thing about this plot line that you need to take away is when the dossier shows the floor plan of the Summers estate on the moon. Everyone gets their own room. The Summers kids, Cable, Phoenix, uh, you know, Rachel Summers, um, the, the Havoc, Vulcan, they all get their own room. Cyclops gets his own room, obviously. Jean Grey gets her own room. Wolverine gets his own room. At the Summers house. <laughs> Once again, Wolverine gets a, ha a room at the Summers house. And the only three rooms that have connecting side doors are Logan's, Scott's, and Jean's. Guess who's in the middle? <laughs> it's Jean. It's a Phoenix sandwich. Holy shit, bro! So apparently the, the X Men are polyamorous. Hey, more power to you. Them. At least, <laughs> at least Logan gets along now with Scott. I mean, <laughs> they, do you think they high five like in the middle of I it? I think that would hurt high Summers. Power. I don't. <laughs> maybe Summers would hurt his hand. Hey, like, more, more power to him. Like if they've come to this level, like that's you understand. That's where the mutant species is. All human. Like concepts of like marriage and like monogamy and all these like archaic ideas are just out the fucking window for mutant kind. So now Jean Grey's is like, I like me a little bit of Boy Scout, but I also like me a little furry Canadian every <laughs> once in a while. Like, and they're both just like, shrug, cool. There's no jealousy, there's no infighting, there's no hate, there's no attempting to kill Cyclops by cutting the brakes on his motorcycle or any of that shit. <laughs> like, they just. Have they just live and coexist like they're better than everyone on earth? <laughs> More power to them. Um, oh, and the, so and Marauders is the other title, and that's where Kitty Pride, who apparently is the only mutant who cannot go through a Krakoan teleporter, has decided to become a pirate. 
<laughs> it's actually a really good fucking read. They've resurrected Pyro and Iceman are part of this squad. Emma Frost has asked Kitty Pride to man a a boat, a ship, and her her sanctioned Krakoan quest is to rescue mutants who are being denied access to Krakoa by human governments and to ship and ferry them to Krakoa. So that that's going to be what she does. She's going to have like a, a story of the week where she goes to a different place and brings back some mutants with her odd squad of fire and ice. <laughs> Round them up. Another, there's another Omega level. Iceman. Iceman. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lockheed is with her, a little purple dragon. <laughs> So, I mean, that looks like it might be actually be a fun read. Uh, Emma Frost also, of course, is talking about, hey, can you also, like, I don't know, like, ship some of my Arbutin drugs to someplace? <laughs> so the rumor is that Kitty Pride might end up being the Red King and take that seat at the council if she ever can get to Krakoa. Krakoa denies her. It's No, actually, it's not. It's, they, they haven't explained why, but it's just some, something to do with her physiology makes her unable to go through Krakoa and teleporting. Oh, okay. I know portals. in this the series they mentioned that if you're not human, the planet has to give permission for you to use the, the portal. They ask permission. Exactly, yeah. If you're not a mutant, you still have to ask permission anyway, but if you're not a mutant, Krakoan will deny you access. So nobody can just use these right. teleporters and go there. Hell, the, the UN officials don't even aren't even allowed to step foot on Krakoa. They just get to go through their teleporting uh, circuits and check out all the... Like, by the one minute, we're in Japan. The next minute, we're in Russia. Now we're in Jerusalem. And that's where Magneto basically says that they're all gods now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know how much you humans like religion. I'm God. <laughs> I am your new God. Bow before me. So, yeah, so that's where we are right now. We have a long list of brand new titles coming in the X-Men franchise. It's it's looking like, it, I hate to say this, guys, but I haven't been this excited for X-Men since, like, Avengers versus X-Men or House of M. Yeah, it looks it's going to be like, good. This, I'm excited. It's, it's brand new. Hickman's got a great vision. Um, I'm excited to see where he takes this. I just don't, I mean, there's just, there, I feel like there's just so many... Things that can go wrong. And let's be honest, no utopia lasts forever. Right. No, that's why I said someone's going to shit gonna, the bed. It's sinister. Sinister's going to fuck something up. So, you're, you're, so Andy's money's on Mr. Sinister shit in the bed for his own personal gain, probably. I don't know. I think Mystique is going to fuck yeah. this up in some way. But they want to bring back Destiny. Yeah, she might somehow bring Destiny back, or it could be Emma. Emma Frost is getting a little greedy because uh, Magneto even says, hey, for 20 years, you're going to be our only supplier of these drugs. She's like, uh, what was that? And he goes, for 50 years, you're going to be our only supplier. She's like, okay. I mean, Emma Frost has always been about making bank yeah. and teaching. She, she, uh, and to her credit, she loves being a teacher. She got more money, and she got an extra seat on the council. Yes, she did. Because she knew that's she, how she important be, she, she was. made a hell of a deal, yeah. man. Certain people could learn from her about making deals. That succeed. The art of the deal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the art of the deal. Ever Frost is better deal <laughs> right. Anyway, yeah. So I mean, you know, I never, I never thought I'd say this, but I, I'm born again an X Men fan. Yeah. If if Marvel and Disney are looking at this, this is a great place to reintroduce X Men into your universe. Well, you, you, let's let's. Yeah, you could do X Men, Fantastic Four. You know, any of those. You the can Avengers bring all again, of them in right like you, now you're trying to do this whole reset with the one era of Avengers going away and trying to bring up a new era. 
this whole this could bring every plot line together. It has a lot of potential. It's a great it's a great status quo because we've seen everyone we man we've seen it like three times already in three different like examples. The X Men have been like they're downtrodden. We get it. Right. Now we can see the X Men as like what they are destined to be, the future of humanity, and. I don't. I. I. I know. I probably. I know. I'm wrong, but I really want to bet on them to win. Right. I want them to win. They need to. The X Men deserve, deserve a W. A win. Yeah. I want to be an X Men. Or you know maybe the Phalanx will come down and try to take over their Utopia. I'm kind of hoping that the X Men, since they're already aware of that happening, are going to be ready for their right. asses and like find a way to wreck the Phalanx. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. But yeah, so the future is uncertain for the Marvel Universe now that the X-Men are the new status quo of godhood. <laughs> They're all gods now. I'm telling you, man, Franklin Richards, the son of uh, Sue and Reed, he's a mutant. He can create realities. That's Omega and a half. That's beyond Omega <laughs> level. But his loyalties aren't to being a mutant. His loyalties are the Fantastic Four and his family. Right. That's a huge liability. All yeah, all Franklin Richards has to do is, nope, <laughs> didn't happen. How about no? How about nah? Nope. And it happens. Shrug. <laughs> Shrug a dug dug. But yeah, I hope uh, I hope our listeners have enjoyed uh, tuning in with us and and just geeking out about House of X and the new uh, the new future of the X Men. I had a lot of fun. I'm really excited about where this is taking going with us guys. So uh, any characters that you guys are really excited to see where they fit into this new. Uh, status quo like anybody like you want to see you're really excited to see more of uh mine is professor x and magneto because you've always dreamed of the day where i have i've i've it's hard to completely agree with one because they were both such extreme opposites you got your far left and your far right and both of them have now come to the middle and i just want to see i want i love that professor x was like all right you're right Fuck him. But not just that, but it wasn't like a complete fuck him. No. It was like, He's like, we're actually fuck, going to fuck heal you. We're, we're going to help you. But there yeah, are it's, strings it's, attached. It's, it was like, we're just not going to be not, a part of you anymore. Yeah. We're not you. You well, don't judge no us. no longer you does he want to coexist and like hang out with humans. Now it's like, we're going to, we're, we're going to live separately. Yeah. Right. And Apocalypse. And I want to see where Apocalypse ends up. Okay, so Andy Andy basically chose the entire autumn. autumn seat. Good job, Andy. <laughs> all, all the all the best characters. Fuck you, Sweeney. Who, who is there? Anyone besides the three best characters ever that you're excited to see more of? You dick, Andy. Um, I can't wait to see where Toad ends. Right, up. I want to see where this hacker <laughs> is. Fuck you. <laughs> I, I'm kind of intrigued by the Mystique timeline. I want to see how it kind of plays out with her, because she she really seems like she's trying. They're trying to like. Just ignore her, and I know that won't go well. So I want to see where that kind of like, if destiny pops back up, if who's the red king, like all these little time, like I th- I feel like she's like the linchpin in this whole utopia. I agree. I I think Mystique is gonna be pretty cool. I'm really excited to see where this uh, Wolverine, Jean Grey, Cyclops three way uh, is going. <laughs> I'm I'm very curious to see how this relationship plays out because because uh, you know Cyclops is still banging uh, Emma Frost on the side. Like that's still his. That's still his. Like his plus one, if you know what I'm saying. He has a thing so, for like I mean, telepathy people, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He kind of has a thing for like women with like super and, powerful and telepathy. Gene and Emma both. But I mean, know. We'll, yeah, so them, just them sharing a beer together on the on Endor. 
during the party. They're like, <laughs> all right. I mean, they, they kind of is like a big like sword crossing high five, right? <laughs> right? I mean, that's kind of what that it is. is. Like, Let's well, be honest with ourselves. Like, the Wolverine and, and, and Cyclops burying the hatchet, both figuratively and <laughs> literally. God, I can't even say this shit with a straight face. I'm sorry. It's such a weird like story plot line, like and and they they've put pretty obvious in your face emphasis on it. Like, do we care? Somebody out there cares, obviously. I care. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I mean, I like I said, I'm looking forward to some future shit. So, I mean, guys, uh, are you guys gonna are you guys gonna keep reading with it? Are you looking? Are you gonna be yeah. uh, picking up yeah. some more issues, Andy? Absolutely. I already picked up X Men One. I know. Oh, nice. I, I'm sure Sweeney's gonna keep uh, <laughs> digitally stealing. Kind of. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell anyone. <laughs> I just told everybody. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for tuning into the Hateful Geeks. If you guys haven't checked out House or Powers of X and the future of the X-Men franchise, I highly recommend it. Whatever medium you like, do it by hard paper, do it on the internets. Um, either way, this is a story you should not be missing. Uh, if you got to this point, you kind of have the cliff notes. So. Yeah, you're caught up. <laughs> uh, if, there's any, if, you got, if any of our listeners have anything that we missed or anything they were really excited that stood out to them when they were doing their read-through, uh, hit us up on Instagram or Facebook. We'd love to talk to you about it. I'd love to hear uh, some of other, your thoughts about where the X-Men are going. Um, but once again, I'm one of your many hosts, Phil. This is Sweeney. I'm Andy. And uh, we're going to go get on our Blackbird and, I don't know, fight Fuck crime. That. Oh, yeah, we don't fight we don't even fight crime right. anymore. X-Men don't oh, give two shits about crime. crime. Fuck your Blackbird. I'm just going to have Nightcrawler bamf me. Right? I was going to say, <laughs> I'm going home. Bamf. Bamf. <laughs> I hope he bamps you right into the sun. <laughs> that was a sick scene. All right, cool, bye. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Ah!